Elizabeth. Hi, Scotty. That's Liz. I'm Scotty. Together, we are Liz and Scotty in the morning on today's Best Country Clear 99. And this is Liz and Scotty's Potty. We appreciate you uh, finding this podcast, however you have found it. And uh, we're going to talk a little comedy today with uh, our old friend, comedian, William Lee Martin. Now, uh, he performed at the Blue Note recently, and we had a chance to, to visit with him. Now, a little bit of setup for those of you who, who don't know who Bill is or, or how this story goes. Uh, for many, many years, Bill would come to Deja Vu Comedy Club uh, here in town for like, uh, I don't know, 20 years. He came twice a year. Um, he uh, used to come into the studio to kind of promote the show. We became friends and just kind of hung out. And he would always kind of just come in, spend the morning shows with us. And so it's been kind of fun to, to get to know him, number one, but kind of follow his career and everything. And uh, But it's been a while because Deja Vu's been gone for like 10 years or so. And so Bill really hasn't had any reason to uh, to come back to Columbia, Missouri. He loves coming to Columbia, but... Just hasn't had to come for a show, but we've stayed in touch over the years. And um, uh, as you as you know now, uh, from time to time, the Blue Note is doing some comedy shows, so that's where Bill was performing. So it was just a great chance to uh, to catch up with Bill. And one of the things we always enjoyed with talking with him is not just about uh, you know funny stuff, comedy stuff, but kind of the comedy business and and uh, perhaps even how the pandemic uh, has affected comedians and that was part of what we had a chance to visit with him about once again our friend William Lee Martin I think he actually did a, a private show last night I want to ask him about that hi first time caller may I speak to William Lee Martin please <laughs> did I win you're a winner you win tickets to a comedy show it's going to be at the Blue Note tonight Never heard of it. <laughs> How are you, brother? Good morning. Good morning. Yeah, I'm good. Good. Meet my friend Liz over here, first of all. Hello, Mr. William. Well, hi, Liz. Uh, I have to admit, uh, I've seen you guys doing a lot of stuff on the interweb. Yeah. I've kept up. Well, she knows all about you, too, mm -hmm. just for the record. Scotty showed me oh, all Lord. the YouTube videos. Well, good. <laughs> Told a few good stories. Yes. Did you tell him about how we've kissed before? Yeah. No? Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm open about that. All right. Yeah, I'm not afraid. <laughs> how was the show last night? Uh, I didn't have a show last night. We're just driving up, so we stopped in Joplin, uh, and uh, now we're coming on up uh, oh, okay. this, this morning. Yeah. I, I thought you had a I thought you had a corporate deal last night. No, I have a corporate deal on Saturday uh, in Boonville. Oh, okay, okay, very good. Well, how was the drive then? Uh you know, it was, it was great. I it's funny for forever. I always wanted to fly, but now with so many problems flying, I I, uh, I actually enjoy getting in in uh, the truck and and uh, coming. You know, just getting behind the wheel. It's nice to get out after lockdown for so long. So. Have have you stopped to add up how long it's been since you've been here? I was trying to do it in my head the other day, just wondering because we we saw you twice a year for so many years, and now it's been a I while. Any been, any recollection of that? I think it's been ten. Wow! Oh my gosh! Uh, the Vu's been closed for a uh, uh, a minute, as the kids say. Right. Well, I was going to ask you what. Just one of the fun things about talking to you about this stuff is. It's kind of finding out what's going on in in that world because it interests me and I think it interests some other people. But yeah, I mean, the, the VU closed down. It wasn't a it wasn't a COVID thing. What 
where does the kind of the comedy club and the way that you used to tour like every weekend going from club to club where where is that world at right now is are other comedy clubs having the same issues that the VU had well you know i for the VU they were open for 29 years and uh and it i you know it was amazing uh, the run that they had with Freddie DeMarco and the whole uh place and uh they had switched managers and and uh, owners and then and then suddenly, you know, not the same passion and, and that kind of thing. So, yeah. uh, but the VU closed, you know, long before we ever had a pandemic or anything else. So are you still doing, I mean, is it is it clubs every weekend or, or, or how has that changed for your life? Well, it, it's, it's funny because, uh, you know, forever, you know, you start out doing clubs and, and then, you know, I took off, I've been doing this for 25 years now and. You know the career took off in the first five years, and then and then they got kind of lean for ten years, and then in 2015 I did. Uh, my wife and I kind of bankrolled our own special, which uh, put me back on the map uh, with CMT. And then uh, you know in 2019 we put out two new specials on Amazon Prime, and we had about 40,000 followers on social media. But then we all know what happens in March 2020, right? So. We're uh, in lockdown with two specials out. We have everything rolling on these two. One's called Standing in the Middle. The other's called the Nutcracker. It's a Christmas special. But then, you know, we only had four months of touring with them. And then we're locked down completely. And I'd already hired a marketing firm. And and, uh, and they said, do a Zoom show. And I'm like, fellas, I can't do a show without an audience. Right. And they go, what? And then one of the guys goes, well, turn on your computer and talk into it. <laughs> and I said, that's the dumbest idea I've ever heard. What would I say? What do I do? And they said, just talk into it like you're talking to a friend. And uh, a couple of days later, I turned on the computer at 4 o'clock, and I just talked into it. And, you know, I, I didn't talk about hoaxes or numbers or who was right or who was wrong. I just talked about what I was going through, what a lot of Americans were going through, a lot of people that were deemed non-essential, especially, you know, uh, in – and and uh, the next day I did it again, and I did it again. And we ended up doing a deal called the 4 O'Clock Daily Talk. And then we did a bunch of other stuff on social media. I went 24 hours one day on a Saturday uh, uh, live on, on Facebook. And then, you know, we had movie nights, and and we went from 40000 to 450000 Wow. And so when uh, we got back out there, I, I didn't go back to the club's. Uh, we started just doing mainly theater, small theaters. And that's where most of my career is now in, in theaters. And then, uh, the blue note, uh, uh, I, I signed with an agency and everything else. And they wanted me to come to Columbia and they're like, Hey, you ever been to Columbia? And so like twice a year, <laughs> 20 years, right? I was a resident at the days in hello. <laughs> right. And, uh, and and so and and they gave me an opportunity. I want to come up and see you guys. And and uh, but it's you know we 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 try to get through this entire lockdown with a different attitude. And and it's it, it's been it's been uh, needless to say uh, uh, life lessons. But I and I try to take it. I mean, there's been positive things that happened during the lockdown, no doubt. Like my wife and I are still together. Amen. Amen. <laughs> I mean, it was seriously touch and go in the beginning. You know, it's uh my marriage is not built on me being home seven days out of the week. Yeah. Right. right. 
<laughs> when we first got the lockdown, we both looked at each other like, this ain't going to be good, man. <laughs> but we truly reconnected with each other. And and, uh, and I have to admit that my yard has never looked as good as it's ever looked. It's amazing what that yard can look like with a full-time landscaper living on the property. <laughs> you know, it's, 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 uh, that's what we talked about for a year and a half with folks. It's just putting a smile on your face and, and trying to get through life. Cause as I say all the time, and it was said to me, you know, by the people that I grew up with is that no matter what you go through, uh, you know, the fact that we all went through a pandemic together and still going through it, uh, in some cases, you're going to go through stuff all the time in your life. So put a smile on your face and see what you can get through. We're talking with William Lee Martin, the comedian who is uh, going to be at the Blue Note. Ticket details at clear99.com. So I've kind of, I watch you online, and we talk occasionally, text occasionally, but I've I've kind of watched what you've been doing the last few years. For, for those who used to see you come to the VU, you, you've gone through some changes. Can I talk about that a little bit? About how uh, what you do? I mean, you're you're still you're still a cowboy, but you're not it's cowboy right. Bill any, anymore. And, you, and you've done some other kind of things that have changed, right? Yeah, you know. So uh, most of the people that all the people that saw me at the boo, uh, I used to go on stage under the nickname that my grandfather gave me, Cowboy Bill. His name was uh, William Lee. My name is William Lee, and he didn't want me to be called Little Bill like he had been called. As a grown-up, he said, call him Cowboy Bill, and I was named after Cowboy Bill Watts, the old wrestler back in the 60s. (laughs) And uh, I did that, and, you know, when my CMT special came out, uh, you know, by then I was working pretty blue. The first five years of my career, I worked clean, and then I got dirtier and dirtier and dirtier, and then we put out the CMT special. And I'm not saying, you know, I cussed a lot, but they bleeped it. And at one point, it sounded like the telegraph worker on the Titanic, you know. <laughs> and I had, uh, yeah, exactly. And in, in, in uh, 2015, uh, I, before, right when I was taping it, I was also going through some stuff. And, and uh, I'd rededicated my life to Christ. But I still hadn't changed the act. But I decided that I was going to make a change and go back to my maiden name, right? <laughs> right. I still hadn't changed the act at all, uh, but I changed the name and started going back by my real name, William Lee Martin. Besides, Cowboy Bill kind of sounded to me like a Saturday morning cartoon, right? <laughs> right. And, uh, but I still hadn't changed the act. And then one day I'm out there mowing the grass, and I'm literally praying about it. You know, I'm like, Lord, why can't I grab the brass ring? You know, you let other comics grab it and uh, – and they cuss all the time, so obviously there's not a morality clause in this thing. <laughs> right. you know, let me have you know some of that. And just like you and I are talking, uh, Liz and Scotty, uh, the voice in my head said, listen, I put you out on a cruise ship for seven years, and you can change anything about your career. And the only thing you're willing to change is your name, and you want me to work the miracle. You're waiting on me. I'm waiting on you, son. And, and uh, I just started making wholesale changes in the act, and Dropped all the cussing in the show, uh, started making changes, and and it in I guess in five years or so, uh, it really has become you know exactly what I was meant to do, you know. Right. And it's it's really been great, and I enjoy it on stage. You know, I like running it to the edge. It's I'm no choir boy still. Right. Uh, I just don't go up and and uh, the the bleeping guy. I, I guess I put him out of work, <laughs> but uh, but everything else has really worked out well. And then I realized at some point 
that the brass ring that I was chasing wasn't even the brass ring that I was really looking for. And I'm really having a lot of fun on stage, and it seems to show. And and, uh, a lot of folks, uh, it's funny, there's so many people that saw me tour under Cowboy Bill, but there are so many people now that have no idea that was my nickname. Right, Mm. right. So if somebody's never been to a show of yours before, what would they expect? Or what should they expect? Balloon animals. Oh, I'm excited now. <laughs> You've learned a new skill since the last time I saw you. Yeah, no, it's a it's a it's a fun rock and roll show. You know, it's a it's a lot of true stories, uh, and uh, I'm a storyteller. But it's a it's 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 a it's a fun comedy show. You know, if you if you like a Gaffigan, uh, kind of with a cowboy hat, somebody mm. said at one point, you know, that kind of humor then then uh that's kind of where we're at real quick too let's talk about the foundation how uh cowboys do care how's that going maybe give a synopsis for those who who are not familiar well cowboys who care thanks uh for bringing it up you know we uh, cowboys who care we started uh i uh, almost 10 years ago can you believe that and uh uh so it's uh for those that don't know uh it started with a young lady named ashley miller she was 12 years old and she had a rare form of cancer and uh, our parents asked me to put my name on a golf tournament to raise some money for her. And I was happy to do that and got to know her and her family. Then her cancer went into remission and it came back with a vengeance. And she lost her battle with cancer in June of 2011. And we knew we wanted to help and we didn't know how. And then one day I just Googled kids with cancer images. And we had all these big, bright, beautiful faces, smiles and bald heads. And in the mirror, I could see my cowboy hat. And that's when it hit me with these kids in cowboy hats. What kid wants to wear a wig, but what kid wouldn't want to wear a cowboy hat? So we started Cowboys of Care Foundation. And up to the pandemic, we had given away, you know, about 9,000 hats or so. And uh, resist all uh, hats. And, and then the pandemic happened. And we're locked down like everybody else can't get into hospitals. Right. So we've had to pivot and adapt. And now we have a new program called a Request a Hat Program. So if you know somebody in the area, uh, the, in the listening area, God forbid, that has cancer or life-threatening illness, a child, uh, all you have to do is go to cowboyswhocare.org, cowboyswhocare.org, and fill out the form and uh, on the request to hat. And as long as they fall under our umbrella, we'll send them a branded resist all hat free of charge. No shipping, no handling. Uh, you're not getting on a mailing list. We just want to put a smile on kids' faces. Mm-hmm. And then as hospitals open back up, uh, we'll get back out there and do the same thing again. But we've been able to do – we do about about 200 hats uh, a month right now just by mailing them out. So uh, we've kept the program alive, thank goodness. That's good. One, one of the fun afternoons of my last 20 years, Bill came to town one time, brought some hats, and we went up to Children's Hospital. And and got to walk around. And you want to talk about that? As, as he said, what kid doesn't want to wear a cowboy hat? And first of all, they see Bill, and Bill's a real cowboy. Looks like a cowboy, but then he walks in with a hat in his hand, and you just see the faces light up even before they get him on their head. That was that was something that was a real treat for me. Uh, I, I I truly of, of all the things that happened during the pandemic, that's the thing that I missed the most. Is that you know we haven't been able to get into the hospitals and see the smiles. But we are able, a lot of parents send us pictures of the, when they're opening up the box and, and that kind of thing. And, and uh, you know, uh, those kids actually helped me a lot through this whole lockdown and the fact that, 
they're the ones that taught me that sometimes to get through the hardest things in life, you have to get through the minute, to get through the hour, to get through the day. And uh, that's, that's the philosophy that we've kind of uh, stolen from them. And uh, that's really helped us get through it as well. All right. William Lee Martin at the Blue Note tonight. Tickets available at clear99.com. Cowboys who care if you're interested in that and would like to either make a donation or uh, or get a hat and you can find out more and williamleemartin.com. Isn't that the website? That is the website. And is there another? You have something else big that's coming up in your career that you just texted me about last night that gave me cold chills. Do you want to share oh that? Gosh. I do. I, I would like to make the announcement and what a great place to do it other than Clear 99. And Uncle Scotty and Liz, I am making my debut at the Grand Opry <gasps> on March the 26th, Saturday, March the 26th. It, tickets just went on sale yesterday for that date. And uh, what a big day in my, my career. Oh, my gosh. How exciting is that? Congratulations. I know. I'm a 25-year overnight success story. <laughs> yeah, we're going to the Grand Ole Opry, you know. Oh. I did get to play the original Opry in t- 2002, the Ryman, with Mr. George Jones. I was his opening act for a couple of years. Uh, but to come and, and do the uh, the new hall uh, is is really a, a dream come true. That is so, so exciting. Yeah. Thank you. Congratulations, man, on that, all the other success. And, and we can't wait to see you tonight at the Blue Note, brother. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. I, I miss you guys and look forward to uh, catching you on your big bald head. <laughs> yes, sir. It's still bald. <laughs> it's beautiful. So, yeah, that's something kind of cool to put on your resume, performing at the Grand Ole Opry. Yeah, that's nothing huge. Yeah, very excited uh, for William Lee. And, and by the way, since since we have recorded that phone call, uh, he did the show at the Blue Note. Everything came off great. He is very excited to come back to the Blue Note um, with no restrictions. You know, mm-hmm. we still kind of have some of the few of the COVID restrictions down there and uh, I think he had a really good time, loves the room, but one of the things he said to me last night was, man, I, I really want to come back when we can kind of blow this thing open and, and you know, have a great big, huge sold-out crowd. So that is something that hopefully we can look forward to in the future. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, Scotty, but didn't you used to open for him? Once in a while. I did a few times. In in comedy, you have uh, your headliner, okay. who's the main act. Then the guy that goes on before him is the feature act, they call him. And then sometimes they have what they call the MC slot. And usually that's doing, you know, eight to ten minutes of comedy, and it's people who are brand new at it. And I have always been sort of, as you guys know, because I talk about it probably too much, interested in comedy. I mean, and it's just kind of how it works and the behind the scenes and all that. So, yeah, I did that a few times, and it was a great experience, a lot of fun, very nerve-wracking. Um, my My morning show co-host from those times can tell you that i probably wasn't that much fun to be around the mornings of those shows because i was pretty ate up with it because because the only way this is one of those one of those things that the only way for you to be good at this is to do it and when you only do it twice a year Mm -hmm. it's hard to get really good at it now i i was very blessed on a couple of levels number one the the times that i did it at deja vu it was all clear 99 listeners they love me anyway. The The people from Clear 99 want me to succeed. So there was yeah. not a lot of real pressure like is on a real comic who was performing. But it was a great little kind of learning ground. And, and, and 
and a great place to kind of dip my toe into it a little bit. And I, to be completely honest with you, there were some nights I did really, really good, and there were some nights I did not do so good. And I just got to the point, Bill would ask me if, if I wanted to keep doing it, and I, I, I didn't want to do it unless I was going to take it more seriously and actually, you know, treat the profession with some respect. You know what I mean? Okay. To, to actually do it and work on the craft and developing an act. And, and I just, you know, didn't have the time. I didn't, I was in an age, I didn't want to start going on the road on weekends, you know, and because you could probably do that just between St. Louis, Kansas City, the lake. I could probably find some gigs where you go out there and kind of, you know, hone your craft. Yeah, a hone bit. the craft a little bit. But I just, Part of it probably lazy, but part of it too, knowing that this this was not going to be a, a you know the next step in my career or anything. I just wasn't willing to to go all in on it. So I thought, you know what, I'm I'm just gonna. That was really fun. Yeah. Um, a great learning experience. I'm just gonna kind of let it lay right there. So. What if he were to ask for you to just join him one more time? I, yeah, I would like to do because it would be fun to do it at the Blue Note. Oh. Okay. So, so that is something I would, I, I might be interested in that. A lot of times I think people think funny people are funny people. And funny people can just get up and be funny for 20 minutes. And that is not the case 99% of the time. To do it in that setting, in that venue, you have to kind of come up with material. And I do enjoy that part of it. It's fun sitting down and writing material and trying to decide what's funny. And So, yeah, I, I wouldn't mind giving it one more shot because, yeah, it'd be fun to do it at the Blue Note. So. So who knows? If Bill comes back, maybe maybe I'll do it again. Okay, sounds good. Thank you so much for finding this podcast, however you found it, wherever you get podcasts, Google, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, you can find it there. But as we always tell you, you know you can always find it as well at clear99.com. It is Liz and Scotty's Potty with today's best country, Clear 99. It's a clear country morning. So I went to one of the local hospitals to apply for a job, and I was in a nice skirt and was walking out the door to the outside, and I fell out the door. My purse flew up, and two ladies were walking up, luckily, because as I fell and hit the ground, I broke my leg. Oh, Oh my gosh! (laughs) So luckily, they were there because they had to call an ambulance to come to the other side of the hospital and take me to the emergency room. Oh, my goodness. Good news is you were at the hospital. Bad news is you were on the wrong side of the hospital. Right, and I didn't get the job. Oh, no! God dang it! (laughs) It's a clear country morning.